Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Sharpening Report. I am your host, Josh Peck. We have a very important and special episode for you today. We welcome back to the show financial expert Terry Saka, AAMS of Cornerstone Asset Metals, to discuss with us the state of the world economy, its prophetic significance, and how that affects every single one of us today. We all have felt it. What is going on with the hyperinflation we've been seeing lately, and how can we as Christians protect ourselves and our families against it? Everyone's been feeling the financial pressure of our time, especially at the gas pumps. So what do we do? Well, if you've been uh, wondering that, like the rest of us, then this is the episode for you. Now, as is typical of social media, much of what we're going to talk about today will be censored and edited. So if you want the full uncut interview, head on over to dailyrenegade.com and you'll find it there. So without any further delay, we welcome Terry Saka back to the Sharpening Report. Terry, how are you doing? Josh, wonderful. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Yeah, it's great to talk with you again. Uh, it's, it's been a while. For those not familiar from last time, can you tell us your background, your expertise, and tell us a little about, a little bit about uh, Cornerstone Asset Metals? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Before I do, I love the beard, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Take it. Um, yeah, so I, I go back to financial advisory at AG Edwards, um, gosh, 14, 15 years ago. I'm an accredited asset management specialist. I have more financial degrees than a regular financial advisor. Uh, but what had happened, I think it was around the 2007, 2008 timeframe, we were doing more futures and option contracts uh, down into the NYMEX on the floor. And we realized something was wrong. And so we, we kind of caught wind of what obviously we know now know is the 2008 uh, collapse. And we went into hard, tangible assets at that point. Now physical gold, silver, platinum, palladium. We kind of evolved with that. And then that's when I broke off uh, from an old partner of mine. And then we decided um, to just go our own ways because I had a major God moment at that point where God wanted me in a different direction. He basically had dreams back to back where he said, get my people ready. And uh, it was really about what was coming in the future. And ever since then, we've been working very hard to do that. Uh, Cornerstone was developed for that purpose to deal with physical, tangible assets like silver and gold in private depositories, physically shipped home, um, deal with a lot of IRAs, retirement accounts, uh, ministry accounts, church accounts that want to protect their assets. What they want to do is keep it out of cash in a bank. They'd rather have it in silver gold in a vault. So it's kind of a unique niche. Uh, We stay very focused on kingdom only business uh, because I'm determined to get us ready because I believe if we are prepared for what's in front of us, we come out in victory instead of on the other end. And that's that's the mission here. 
Yeah, amen. And and there's so much changing in uh, the world financial system today. One topic that we should talk about is uh, BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, standing for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and uh, South Africa. What What is the purpose of this alliance? Well, they originally started the alliance as a trade. Uh, China had overtaken the United States as the largest international or the largest um, trade exporter. They kind of surpassed us in that. And China became the dominant. And so the, these or these countries, especially with Russia, they organized the BRICS as an alliance for trade. And China then built, which is goes back to an ancient Silk Road from China to Europe. They started building rails from literally Beijing all the way over to Europe. And they started building the ports and the, uh, the, the shipping lanes. Not only did they do the shipping lanes, but they now own a vast majority of the ports along the way. And I remember not too far back when they tried to buy the Long Beach port. So you can kind of see what their goal was, but it's changed. And it all started when, you know, we went into Ukraine and well, we went into Ukraine. That's kind of a little, you know what I mean? But when, when Russia went in, but we were the ones forcing them, obviously Ukraine were bombing Russian citizens. We were flying B-52 bombers. NATO wanted this conflict with Russia. Once that began, I, I contended years ago, if, if President Trump hadn't won, they were going to war with Russia because the banking system was on the verge of collapse and they needed a fall guy. So it looked like the pandemic became the fall guy to some extent, but it failed. So lo and behold, they, they take back the, the White House and there we are. We're now at uh, war with Russia to an extent. And the sanctions they put on Russia really seriously backfired. Not only is it backfired to Europe and the United States causing helping to cause the inflation, not counting the couple trillion they passed as soon as they got in office, which is the bigger reason why we have inflation. But it kicked off the BRICS and the BRICS decided and which I've been tracking for a while, Josh, the BRICS have been in alliance for some time to take down the U.S. dollar. So they were doing it kind of behind the scenes. They were supporting Saudi Arabia. They were building refineries. They were building relationships. The goal was really to build relationships. Once these sanctions took hold, they realized the game is up. The world, even India, realized the game is up when it comes to the, um, you could say, the security of the United States dollar. Before you could own, uh, well, put it this way, Saudi Arabia was the controller of the petrodollar. And the petrodollar is what we in America know as the American dream. You know, it's, it's what gave us prosperity. We said we would protect you, Saudi Arabia, with military. You, that's in control of OPEC, would then make every nation in the world buy energy with American dollar. As long as the world needed American dollars for energy, which every country needed energy, we were in great shape that that made people want to buy our bonds. We were able to you know, go into debt, which, by the way, now we have more debt in the United States than any country in the history of the world. And we've printed more money in just the last two years than we have in all of American history. Wow. Well, here's where it gets fascinating. Saudi Arabia controlled the petrodollar. And Mr. Biden goes over to Saudi Arabia to kind of beg for more oil because of our extreme high gas prices, which obviously we all know is rigged because they're shutting down refining here. And they laughed at him and said, no, it's because they're aligning with the Russians and the Chinese. That 
actual dollar, though, was everything to us because it was why our dollar was so strong and why we were able to to be prosperous. And now that we have trillions printed in the world, trillions printed, and you have 75% of the world's population now aligning with BRICS, this is a pretty serious issue for the dollar. And the BRICS had now declared since the sanctions, they are going to now issue a new international reserve currency that is audited, auditable, and blockchain, which is pretty extraordinary because the blockchain just proves the money flow. It's audible and check it out. It's backed by gold and commodities. Mm. But the U.S. dollar is not. The U.S. dollar is fiat. It's fake. It's not backed up by anything but the good faith and credit of the U.S. Once the other countries saw us put sanctions on Russia, the West stole hundreds of billions of dollars of Russian reserves. Other countries realized real quick, our money is not exactly safe in, in America because they could easily just say, if we don't like what you're doing, we'll just take your reserves. That's pretty serious. And so that formed the bricks to, to I think, speed up the plan. And now they're forming this new international reserve currency absolutely is going to dwarf the American dollar because it's backed by gold and commodities, which every country needs. So it's pretty amazing. What do you see happening with the American dollar in the next, let's say, couple of years based on uh, these things that are happening now? We're at a crossroad and this is a very serious time. I don't see them back down off of the war with Russia. I do think they need it. And I know it's hard to say that, you know, people, you got to dig deep to understand why, but the banking system's collapsing. It is just, there's so much debt in the world and so much debt in, in the United States. The dollar is in trouble. If, and put it this way, these other countries, these BRIC nations and China, now Russia is no longer, but China specifically, they're pegging their currency to the dollar. So as the dollar goes up, their currencies go down. During these interest rate hikes, and today they're going to raise another 75 basis points, we are waging war on the emerging markets in China. We are forcing their currencies to collapse to an extent, and we are exporting our inflation to these countries. Not good. If they speed up and they take on the dollar as a reserve currency, We've already lost the petrodollar. There are nations all over the world now that are doing energy deals without the U.S. dollar, which is very bad because, like I said, we have more currency out there than we've ever had in history. And when that starts coming home, hyperinflation to extreme collapse of the dollar's value. And that's a big statement. And I know many people don't believe that. But history tells us when you print that level of fiat, and then people no longer want it that starts to come home and it's, we're just washing in it at that point, like Germany did in Weimar. So in the next couple of years, if China depegs, if the BRICS pulls the international currency off, auditable international blockchain backed by gold currency, 75% of the world's population will follow. Mm. That'll leave our dollar in the dust. And it's, if it does, it happens overnight, that dollar collapses. And during that dollar collapse, of course, our savings, our assets will, will have a very big hit, except those in gold and silver, of course, they'll be the bigger recipient.
Do you think that the collapse of the American dollar is the most dangerous thing about BRICS or are there other poten- potential dangers too? Like, could that lead to more wars or what, what do you see there? I say all the above. I think not only is it very dangerous for the dollar because we were prosperous because number one, we were a big manufacturing nation. Um, I appreciate President Trump for that. He was trying to make America great by bringing back manufacturing. Of course, the the other in the politics, they don't care. They would rather be a globalist world. Um, but that's going to harm us significantly because our dollar will be so worth less. It'll make it very difficult for us. And, and, and the nation, as a nation that's not manufacturing, we will have to buy goods overseas that'll be a lot more expensive. So it'll really harm not only our economy, but I also see in the push for that, for the United States to stop it. And believe me, we went to war, and people might get sensitive on this, but we went to war in Iraq, we went to war with Libya. The main bigger reason of it was they were going to declare energy being bought and sold anything other than the dollar. And that couldn't be allowed. Now that Pandora box is open. So here we're willing to go to war to stop the petrodollar from from being discontinued. Wait until 75% of the population wants to go to the BRICS international auditable blockchain backed by gold currency. We're going to probably push buttons we shouldn't be pushing. And I hate to say it, but I won't be surprised if the power elite would go to World War III to prevent that from happening because we lose that level of control of our dollar worldwide. We no longer have influence. Without that influence and all all those dollars printed, our dollar is not gonna be worth even a fraction what it is today and why protecting that is uh, your assets is so important. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Um, There are other countries or other nations trying to get into BRICS. Do you see BRICS expanding in the near future? Well, what was really shocking is just the other day, Saudi Arabia has just applied and is applying. Now, Saudi Arabia, I don't know what the well, the left doesn't support Saudi Arabia like we were supposed to. And I think that's why. Um, And Saudi Arabia is done. I mean, they laughed at at Mr. Biden when he went over there. It was humiliating as an American, you know, army war veteran. I'm like, oh, no, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? They laugh at us now. Saudi Arabia is now going into Russia and China. And with that alliance, there goes the petrodollar, number one. So Saudi Arabia, who controlled our petrodollar, is now going into the BRICS. Egypt, which is one of our direct allies in the area, has also made the the statement that they want to go into the BRICS as well. And then a real doozy, which is just better wake people up if they understand the impact to our dollar, Turkey. Turkey is the largest NATO ally in that region, and they already declared that they want to be a part of the BRICS as well. Mm. So this is very serious. Well, I figure once you get that ball rolling and these other nations start saying, you know, we have 100 billion in reserves or 50 billion in reserves. We don't want to put it in that dollar where they can just take it if we don't do what they say, because America has become a bully. Unfortunately, we started to bully the world, I think, unethically, in my opinion. And I can say it. I'm a war veteran. You know, I've served it. I I just know we are an honorable nation with with honorable people. And we were not meant to be bullies like this. 
these countries are tired of our hegemony and they're going to start to go into an alliance with these countries that are all backed by gold and commodities and energy. Because remember, Russia has $75 trillion in natural resources. That's big. And that's why the West has always tried to take Russia down. You, you know, just in, in what the past here, we had the Nazis, which is Germany, invade Russia, killed tens of millions of Russians. Before that, it was the French and Napoleon. So the Russians are very keen on the, on the West. And the West was never supposed to go beyond the Eastern European nations. And they just keep lying. And here we are on the doorstep of Ukraine. So this is very serious. Russia's not going to let them get those natural resources. These other countries need that energy, need those commodities and resources. So they're going to align, my, my opinion anyway, they're going to be aligning more and more with that group, especially now that China controls the world's international trade system. So it's a pretty serious thing for the dollar and more importantly, potentially for, for the world as a dynamic, because if we do go to World War III, that's a two to three, four year conflict um, that will assure the destruction of the global economy. Because remember, the whole goal of this uh, was trying to usher in what they call the Great Reset, which is many people have heard of by now, which really is a digital ID, digital currency slave state, because the digital currency would be programmable money. Mm. So think about that. Mm programmable in the sense that um, we think you're buying too many guns or ammo or we think you're taking too many vacations. So you're going to have to cut back or we're going to limit your ability to spend. Think about the political hit jobs that will go on with programmable money. That is the great reset. We're mm. also seeing in the mm. Netherlands and other European countries and even Canada now cutting back fertilizer because they say it's some environmental issue which is totally a lie i mean a volcano burps more into the atmosphere than the humans would ever do but this is ushering in the great reset they've learned through uh, the the tyrants of the past you control people by their food mm -hmm. so they're going after food production we're gonna have a massive food crisis but that was the bigger plan of why all of this has been taking place they needed a fall guy to usher in the Great Reset, coming out of the World Economic Forum, the technocrats of the United Nations. I don't know why we're still in the United Nations. We should be telling these people, why do we have technocrats like Klaus Schwab, that Nazi, and he is, like look at his parents and his history, he's like a real Nazi guy. Why are they telling the United States of America what to do? It's kind of weirds me out a little bit. Like we need to be aware of this and start saying no, because that's the goal. The goal was to go there. And so they needed the fall guy. It didn't work because President Trump got in. He messed up the plans. He started making America powerful and great. They couldn't have that. They need to take us down to the third world level where it's an 80-20 world or 90-10 world in our country. And that didn't work. So then miraculously, as the banks were collapsing in the fall of 2019, this virus shows up and then we get a pandemic. That was just weird timing. I mean, really, it's just very odd timing. That didn't work. That was supposed to go on for two to three years. 
And we got back economically booming, especially in the red states like Florida and others um, who really economically boomed because they just said no to the whole charade. That didn't work. So all of a sudden, here we are now with this war and where we're going with that. I have to assume they're going to push the button all the way. They need a fall guy. The banking system is completely disrupted. It is it is insolvent. And the malfeasance of the bankers cannot be blamed because they're the ones calling the shots. Mm. A lot of this sounds like uh, Revelation 6. We got famine, plagues, economic issues, wars. Um, what, what, does this connect with Revelation 6-5? First, what is Revelation 6-5 and how does that factor in with this BRICS alliance? Well, that's awesome you brought that up because that's actually when I started getting into this, because I've been an analyst for a while in this area. I've been tracking these guys, Russia and China, for quite some time. And I've been hollering. I even had high level uh, dinners with some very serious military people um, in the Pentagon. And we we're just joking around. And I just said, you know, this was about four years ago. And I said, why are we still messing with jihadis in the Middle East? We just get out of their backyard. They're going to be OK. Our problem is China. Like China is knocking on the door. They're tearing our systems down, our economic systems down. And there was just kind of that look like, don't go there. Well, lo and behold, now we know that is our national, uh, number one national uh, threat. So we're in trouble. And from that point of view, um, I'm not exactly sure. So I'm sorry, what was that question? Because Revelation 6, 5. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. And so that, yeah, thank you. That brought that up. So as I'm studying this, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is Revelation 6, 5 and 6. The dark horse comes in. He has scales. And it's, it goes on to where he's saying a quart of wheat for a denarius and a three quarts of barley for a denarius. And the Revelation 6, 5, 6 of that dark horse is referring to the period of, of darkness in the end time where there will be extraordinary inflation and potential hyperinflation because the money system we're using, as I put it, you know, God says very clearly, uh, Proverbs 16.3 and others, dishonest weight and measure is an abomination. Vomit you out of my mouth type. Honest scales are a delight. Silver is 31.1 grams. It is God's money. It's always been biblical money because it's honest. You can't fake it. You can't make it. We've now become a fiat printing of this currency at will dishonest weight and measure rigging the scales and that is not good our currency system is extremely dishonest and we're going into especially if these bricks do this which they are doing it so it's not a matter of if i i know they're doing it because they have the gold to do it we are going to experience absolute times where it could be the revelation 656 uh time frame but the good news is, I believe if we stand up as people, take this country back, we may be going through this bit as a, you know, the one scripture says, you know, I, although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is where we're getting ready to go. You don't have to look too far to just look at our social issues to know that, right? Yeah. But I fear no evil because thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. We have all authority in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have authority over the enemy. So the way I look at it is we may be going through that valley of the shadow of death with what's coming to our dollar and our economy by design, by the way, because they need America's prosperity to take a hit. But I believe if we stand and take this country back, we can recreate our currency 
with a, a sort of a gold back commodity back setup and deal with it that way. Now, what that'll end up doing, of course, gold would be 20, 25,000 an ounce because it would offset the debts that we have. Um, and that's what a lot of insiders tell me is going to end up happening. And then, of course, silver will be thousands of dollars probably at that point. But we would have to take back our currency system and this country. We'd have to get rid of that Federal Reserve once and for all. And the guys that tried to do that in the past all got assassinated. So this is going to be a tough fight that's probably got to be done, you know, in the form of Ephesians. Our battle's not flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. And But we need to take it serious in that respect because for us to achieve this, we're going to need God's help. There's no way we're doing it on our own. Amen. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because my next question was going to be how should Christians specifically be viewing these uh, recent events? And I think that's a great answer. It says so in Ephesians. You know, it's it's we battle, uh, you know, against spiritual darkness yes. that drives the natural darkness. So, well, so if you just look at our social issues. It's pretty yeah. obvious, huh? Yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, we're, we got like walking demons all over the place now. And we have to battle that. We have to stand firm on the spiritual side of it, because otherwise we're not doing it in the flesh right now. So what makes us think we're going to do it in the future? Yeah, exactly. So so beyond, uh, you know, prayer, petitioning Jesus, getting people saved, doing all the Christian things that we're supposed to do, what else can we do? Like, what's the solution for our assets, for our money? How can we protect our assets from this coming financial calamity? Should, should, uh, should we not be successful in our attempt to uh, you know, to turn the country around. If if God is saying, you know, now is the time for this, I'm going to allow it. You know, basically the evil people are getting what they deserve. How do we as Christians protect our assets from uh, from this coming financial uh, calamity? Well, Josh, that's the that's the hardest part for me because I've actually been planning that way. Um, I'm trying to have hope that we're not done. That maybe we'll get one more little love bug, you know, from from God, but. At the same time, you know, we've walked away and in many, many ways, even the church has, they've kind of ignored things we should have been ignoring. So in that respect, you need to prepare as Christians. You need to make sure you have emergency food. I mean, I'm being serious about that. Like you better have some emergency food and those 25 year shelf life foods stashed away in the house to have a few months worth because there could be some serious instability and in, in rioting and, and discourse, but also for your assets. We're at a crossroad. I cannot emphasize how big this crossroad is. No one alive today probably remembers the last time we've been through something like this. All people alive today predominantly remember a prosperous America. Coming out of Vietnam in the 70s when they changed us off the gold standard, those would be the last who could remember any change. But even then, they probably didn't because the Vietnam War had really distracted us. We are at a period where our dollar is getting ready to take a serious, serious punch right through the middle of the eyeballs. And we must be prepared. And what that means is being out of the paper system, all paper, stocks, bonds, uh, mutual funds, all that is paper susceptible to the system. And if we have assets outside the system like land, gold, silver, especially, that's going to be dynamic. Gold is a tier one asset. So I do have to say gold is a little bit different because it, a few years ago, they kind of snuck it in and made it tier one, which means it's equal to currency and equal to treasuries. So I can see them technically take gold in the future, although they'll probably do it when it's a lot higher in price. So we'll benefit from it. Silver is industrial. It's no longer tier one, no longer money. 
Silver is absolutely essential. We need it in everything electronic, solar cell systems, electric car vehicles. Elon Musk needs millions of ounces of silver. So it is such a finite commodity. We've run out of it. We had about 12 billion ounces above ground back in the day. Today, if I asked my main refinery, which I did, if I had a big ministry come in and they wanted to buy all the silver they could, how much could I get? Today, I would be lucky to probably get 250, 300 million ounces. Oh, wow. So it's, it's getting a very difficult to actually acquire large quantities. So to me, physical silver, like in the IRA's retirement accounts, you can easily roll over to a physical silver IRA where you can put it in a vault. It's not in the banking system. You can't get it stolen like the banks can on a bank holiday. Um, people need to know that the banks have bail-ins now. So it is literally in law. They can bail in, meaning you in the bank and your brokerage, mind you, stock accounts, you are an unsecured creditor. I know that makes no sense, but when you put money in a brokerage firm in a bank, you've given them a loan. Mm -hmm. They just have an obligation to pay you back. And many people say, oh, I got FDIC insurance. I said, well, here's the fine print on FDIC insurance. Number one, they only have 25 billion in the kitty around. So we'd have to seriously bail it out. They have a pecking order now. If the banks or the brokerages fail, derivative holders get paid back first. I hate to tell you, there are hundreds of trillions of derivatives. Then secured creditors get paid back. That's none of us. Third is the unsecured creditors, we the people, and I can guarantee, well, I can't guarantee a whole lot in this world, but I'll tell you under that scenario, and I shouldn't even be laughing, but it's just so horrible. Under that scenario, we would literally be getting pennies on the dollar out of our brokerage or our bank. So I highly recommend having a good diversified plan by having a minimum of a third of your portfolio in tangible assets like gold and silver outside the system. And then if you still wanna keep two thirds in, just try to be very smart about your diversification because what's coming is gonna probably happen overnight. By time you make that move, it probably could be too later, you're gonna pay a lot more money for these assets. So it's very important as Christians, we prepare and be ready. And I, you know, I talked to um, Sid Roth numerous times about this. He's just such a wonderful man. And he's had only three audible voices of God. And one of them, he told him to buy physical silver. And it was kind of humorous because he really doesn't care for silver because it doesn't, the price doesn't go up. And so we kind of came across mutually and he's been talking to me from time to time about what's going on. And I told him, I said, you know, if every Christian just owned 10 ounces of silver in this country, we would control the silver supply. Wow. It's amazing. We would control it. And so I said, you know, think about this. In Job 27, oldest book in the Bible, it says that the wicked will pile up silver like dust because silver was the money. Today, the wicked are piling up currency like dust. They're hoarding of currency. Then that scripture goes on to say, but in the end, it will be distributed to the innocent, mm. which I believe references the Christian. If we stick with what God had as an honest scale, honest measurement of money, which is silver, when that currency system collapses, which it's coming, I don't care what anybody says, I'm on the same page as these financial advisors. I'm just free. I'm not being told what to do by the brokerage firm manager. And that currency system collapses. Silver is the recipient. 
that's a wealth transfer from the wicked to the innocent. As the banking system loses value, we, the people, gain the value and have the ability to then support the ministries, our friends and neighbors, and be there for the future instead of be a slave to the system. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what I really love about Cornerstone, because I'm not a financial expert at all. But Cornerstone does make it really simple. And it's uh, for me yeah. personally, it's the only and by the way, Terry did not tell me to say this or anything. I have no obligation to say anything like this. But uh, Cornerstone's the only company that I trust for for this kind of thing. Um, just quickly, how how does Cornerstone work? If somebody's interested in doing this, how would they how would they go about doing it today? Is it like, do they call you and say, I want to give you some money, turn it into silver, and then you guys hold on to it? And how, how does how does that uh, how does the whole process work? There's a few ways you can do it. it depends on your and depends on the amount of money. We've had people in, in strong seven figures come in and people right down to $50. I mean, we get people sending us $50 a month for years. And it's so it's such a blessing, Josh. We're so honored. You know, Bible says not to be a respecter of person. And we even lose money on some of those small orders. But you better believe if you want an ounce of silver, we're going to get it to you because that's just what our mission is. You know, God said he'll take care of us. Hey, I know where I'm going with it. I'm not concerned. So to me, it's about getting as many people protected and preserved for what's getting ready to come because this bricks thing is a big deal. So how Cornerstone works is you either go on our website at cornerstoneassetmetals.com and you can register for information or you can call us at the number 888-747-3309. Talk to a representative. We're all completely on fire. Um, a lot of us even went to Bible school together. So we're a very tight group. We will walk you through your options. When it comes to IRAs or retirement accounts, we will walk you through the options. And we'll even do it you know, for your, for your guests. I would tell, have them say, we are from Josh Peck's program, and we will take care of the setup fees on the IRA for them so they don't have to be concerned with that. Oh, wow. And it's Thank a you. simple transfer. It's only a few pages. It's a simple transfer. And then you purchase physical real silver that goes into a depository in your IRA account. That's one way for retirement accounts. If you just have currency in the bank and you wanna get a chunk of that out, because I would highly recommend not having a lot of currency in the bank. I mean, if you want six months worth to cover emergencies, fine. Anything that's excess, I wouldn't be putting them in CDs. I wouldn't be sitting in a money market. A money market is now a government cash reserve account, which is a US treasury. You don't wanna be tied to that. Get that cash out, convert it to gold and silver. If I have many people say they would rather have gold and silver in a vault than currency in a bank and digits in the cosmos, as one older gentleman put it. So you can either put it in a private depository, which are set up around the country, Texas and Maryland and others, or you physically just get it sent home. So if you arrange to buy it physically, we can do checks over the phone. You could do it by wires. Um, we talk to you about what product you're looking for, and then we can literally send it to you insured anonymously. It kind of has a weird name on the box. You'll never know what it is. Uh, we mail it directly to you that's insured. You can bury it in your backyard, stick it in a safe at home, sit it in a private depository or in your retirement accounts. We can shift it over to a private depository as well. But the good part is they're extremely knowledgeable representatives. They've all been doing it for a long time. And they, they're very keen on what we're trying to do here, what's going on globally. They're not just order takers. They will walk you through the process with knowledge, compassion. And don't be surprised if you want to talk about God and whip it up. They'll whip it up with you, too.
Oh, that's phenomenal. That's great. Well, that's why I love you guys too. You're all obviously, you know, Christians and you have your heart for uh, the people of God. And, you know, we, we're always saying as Christians, we got to build our own thing. We got to do our own thing. You know, we say that about social media and the internet. Well, obviously the banking system too. We, we need to do our own thing. And I think you guys at Cornerstone are doing a fantastic job of that. Uh, and I, I really, really thank you. Uh, one last question. Once somebody has their silver, if they then wanted to, uh, you know, uh, transfer some of it back to cash for groceries or something, how, how, how does that process work? How, how do they go about doing that? Well, silver is money and gold. And we know a lot of people that buy the gold, they buy the small ones, like one ten thousandth, because it's little money increments. Silver is one ounce. I call silver a future $100 bill. So a lot of times in the, well, especially in the states up in the north here, um, you know, Idaho and, and North Dakota, you can find little markets that'll actually take silver. They'll just give you the price for the day, give you the credit, you go buy your goods. But obviously that's not most people. If you decide you want to sell silver, out of your IRA or that you have at home, you can always ship it back to us, always buy it back and or go locally and they'll always take it too because it's marked very clearly as the finest purity of silver and gold that you can get. So always, it, because it's so liquid and it is real money historically going back to the Bible as well as our constitution, gold and silver is always gonna be taken and, and desired. So you can sell it anywhere locally, always send it back to us. We'd be more than happy to take it. We produce a really, really awesome Judeo-Christian silver coin that has scriptures on it. Uh, we did that on purpose. Um, it had 12 stars on one side for the disciples and 12 on the other for the tribes of Israel. We did that for a reason because in the end, if they try to take it and say it's bullion, it's not. It's protected under the First Amendment because it's God's money, biblical money, and it's, it says it right there on the coin. And so we make that argument that we never have to turn that in because it's not bullion. It's a biblical First Amendment protected uh, uh, piece of money. And so it's a neat little stance we take. I've argued with about it, but I'll just stand on the First Amendment. We have a, a right to religious freedom. And, you know, but biblically, our money is always supposed to be honest scales, which is silver and gold. And it can always be bartered, traded or sold. It is the most liquid, tangible asset out there. Fantastic. And if people are interested, the links are in the, descri the description below to this video. Um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you that you'd like to say before we uh, before we head out? We're doing pretty good. Um, I think just know that a lot of what we're talking about here isn't new. Mm -hmm. This started in 2014 when we, we did the coup in Ukraine and the Western agencies did it. We installed neo-Nazis into their country, and there's a lot of other stuff going on that's really dark and deep in Ukraine. I think you've gotten into it, Josh, uh, with, with children and such, but this is not new. And being that we've gotten to this point right now, that we've pushed it to this level where we are now toe-to-toe -to -toe with Russia, and the BRICS are ready to form a new international audible blockchain backed by gold currency, this is pretty, pretty serious stuff. So it's no longer just kind of theory. It's actually in. So if anything, just make sure to know that this isn't something brand new. This has been playing out for quite some time. It just so happens to be this time in history, time and season that we better take seriously enough to protect our assets. And the way I look at it, if there's a forest fire, which it's a forest fire right now, we don't have to say that to anyone because we're all paying the gas prices and the food prices and the rent and so forth. 
when there's a forest fire, you get yourself protected. Get your assets protected. And when the fire's burn put out, let's see what tree is standing. And then we always re- resell some of these assets and then re-diversify back into the system once we can see what's what's actually going to be standing. Amen. Well, Terry Saka, thank you so much for coming back on the show. And thank you so much for uh, your service to the church. You know, this is definitely needed. Uh, it's good information. And I highly suggest everybody go check out uh, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Link in the description. Uh, phone number's down there, too. Even if it's just out of curiosity and you have some questions, they'll be happy to, to talk with you. Terry, thank you so much again. It's been great talking with you again. God bless you, Josh. Thank you so much. Talk God you bless soon. you too. God bless you too. We will see you next time. And all of you at home, thank you so much for watching. We will uh, see you on the next Sharpening Report. Until then, take care and God bless. Concerning the economically unstable times that we live in, it is a great idea to convert some of your savings into real money. Now, there is a big difference between real money and what we call money, which is actually just currency. So our dollar is currency, which fluctuates. Real money, on the other hand, like silver, for example, is a store of value over time. The best way to think of it is like this. If you had saved $1,000 in cash back in the late 60s, the late 1960s, that $1,000 would still be $1,000 technically, but it would buy you significantly less today due to inflation. Now, if you had saved that same $1,000 in silver, back in the 1960s. Today, it would be worth around $28,000. So one of the best ways to protect your purchasing power is in real money, more specifically, silver. You can buy and have the metal shipped discreetly to your door, and what most people don't know is that you can actually convert your IRA or even a 401k into physical silver, rather than having all of your life savings tied up in the paper fiat system which is subject to hyperinflation. Go to dailyrenegade.com and click on the Cornerstone Assets Metals banner. This is the only company that I personally trust with this kind of thing. Click on that and sign up to get your free silver report today. One of the financial experts will speak with you to find out the best way to protect your savings going forward in these uncertain times.